0: From the combined crew of BlindAndroidUsers.com and AccessibleAndroid.com, it's time for your favorite Android podcast. Kick back now and enjoy another fine episode from these fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello, and welcome to episode 154 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. We're recording today on November the 18th, 2023.
1: I'm Warren
2: Carr. I'm Austin Brinter from Mumbai.
1: Doug Cameron from Alberta.
3: Fee
4: Dunn from London.
1: John Dyer from Virginia.
5: Joshua
6: from Saskatchewan.
4: Karin from Lebanon.
6: And it's Sally from Turkey.
0: Welcome to episode 154, guys. Thanks for joining us this week. Coming up, this is what we've got for you. First, though, we talk about Android QPR Beta 2.1. Then we have the Android Basics. Then we have a guest in our Spotlight segment. We talk to Deep, Deep Prasad. Up next, then, we have the Radio G app, which is the app of the week. Then we have the tip of the week. and we would be closing with my favorite segment of the episode, That's the Android Journey. And our friend Joshua, whom you just heard a little while ago, will bring us our Android Journey story today. Welcome to episode 154. Let's talk a little bit about well-being, guys. Uh, Austin, what's going up with you?
2: So all the festivities in India are over. The Diwali Festival is over. But India is also in the World Cup final. And tomorrow we are playing Australia. When this episode has been published, the final should be on. So if tomorrow India wins the World Cup, then it's going to be another Diwali with all rallies and beautiful scenes tomorrow after the final. I hope we win though. Because if we lose, it's going to be very sad because we we won 10, of, 10 on 10 matches and then finally we lost. So... And Warren had a birthday this week. So Warren, how was your birthday? And you had some nice fun in the, in the whatever you went to, some gift you got. How was your birthday?
0: Uh, well, thanks, Austin. Uh, birthday was wonderful. So uh, here's what happened. And uh, this was my 57th uh, birthday. And so my wife, Julia, uh, took me out And she's like, she's going to surprise me. So I was looking forward to her taking me to some place to eat that I've never been to. And we walked into this place and I was a little confused because instead of smelling food, I think I was kind of greeted by some wafting smells of soaps or whatever, different smells, different things. And, you know, the ladies greeted her and hello, Julia, and all of that. And you know what? It was a pedicure um a place that <laughs> Julia took me into and I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. And so the ladies like, oh yeah, no, he's fine. You know, we got guys here coming all the time. And I sat down there and I was so embarrassed. But then, you know, I kinda it was a good thing I got my feet in hot water there in, you know, I sat and this chair has a nice uh, you know, massaging thing on the back, and then my feet in Uh, The water and the lady was just basically uh, cleaning my feet. And guys, when I was young, I ran around barefoot a lot. And so I have like calluses on my feet and she got all of that stuff out. So yeah, that's my experience about uh, what went on there at that pedicure place.
2: (laughs) And Warren was like messaging us on the podcast group on Telegram that I'm going to do a pedicure and I was like, Wow, nice! It's good for you to do it because I have never done it. So it's go- it must be good fun there.
0: It was, even though I was so embarrassing. Uh, I was so embarrassed, and I was saying, "I hope none of my friends walked in here and you know saw me <laughs> sitting in a chair." Uh so but it was good, and the lady so was we, nice. We
2: virtually, we virtually walked in. They're also invited by you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the lady was nice, and, you know, uh, she was teaching me a little bit of, uh is it Chinese or was it Vietnamese? I don't remember which one it was. Kind of very interesting.
1: Yeah. Cam, what's going on with you? Not a lot. I actually just got to, you know, start getting prepped for god-awful winter. So doing a little bit of small engine repair this weekend, give my... Tools a bit of a tune-up, so I'm ready to use them in the snow. It's been pretty. It's been, you know, the the shortest longest week of my life, it seems. Uh, Work. We only had three days worth of students, but yet it felt like it went forever.
0: (laughs) I understand. Sometimes it feels that way. (laughs) Oh, so so much. (laughs) Yeah. Talking about snow, you know, it's it's snowing on our passes here the whole damn weekend long. Uh, John, what's going on in Virginia Land?
7: Not too much. It's, it's been a pretty typical week. Uh, it was a good week. I'm, I think I'm a little under the weather, but you know, other than that, can't really complain.
0: Get better, man. I was feeling a little bit under the weather yesterday too. Uh, the pretty one from London, what's going on?
3: Um, uh, I've I've been out a lot this week. My parents came, uh, my dad came over on Tuesday and we went, I met him near the Science Museum and we went around some exhibitions there. And then my mum came on Wednesday and we did some shopping together. So that's been nice. Uh, Now I've got two church services to prepare for because I'm a a trainee preacher. One is next Sunday and the other one is the Sunday after. So I've got plenty of work to do. It's been grey weather, some rain. Not much sunshine at the moment, unfortunately, but um, started talking with the family about who's doing what over Christmas already, Oh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's, that's me, really.
0: The handsome guy somewhere there who tries to be like me, get better looking every day. I'm talking about that boy from Samsung City, uh, Sally, how are you?
6: Well, as always, I'm being more handsome every day. Uh, I've been away for the last episode. I hope people missing me. <laughs> well, uh, the good thing is that... <laughs> we sure miss you, though. I don't know about the people yeah. missing you. Yeah, so without me, the handsome rate is going down, you know.
0: <laughs> I agree.
6: So I got myself the new device, the S twenty three. I'm super happy of uh, this new phone. I'm I'm amazed by S twenty three, and being in Samsung and I'm using the Samsung seat, Samsung phone. What else I can be, you know?
0: <laughs> it just gets you a little bit more confused. That's all. Yeah. You don't know when <laughs> you're using the phone or when you're using the city, right? Of <laughs> course. <laughs> Lebanese Bill, a pretty one, also from Lebanon. Uh, Karine, what's going on, girl?
4: Everything is well here. Well, we are expecting a rainy week, and this is uh, something good. So um, uh, let's hope that um, we will have a lot of rain this week and a a lot of excitement as well.
0: Wonderful. Now, Joshua, we're going to be hearing from you. But what's going on in Regina, um, Canada?
5: Uh, it's not much. Just seems like a nice sunny day today. I haven't really been outside all that much today. So, but yesterday there was there was some snow in the morning, and then it dried up in the afternoon most of it and
0: yeah it, it was gone huh
5: yes there's yeah
0: I, I know how it is you know this time you know kind of goes early but anyway you're looking forward to skiing anyway something we'll talk about in your android journey later on maybe you have an app to uh, go skiing
6: with you're listening to the Blind android users podcast
2: So moving on to the next segment is the news and event coverage. And this week has been a very surprising uh, thing in the week that Google pushed out a QPR 2.1 for Android 14. And I updated recently, like today afternoon. And the one thing that scared me was my my updated and my phone rebooted. And I saw this small setup screen. So it told me your pixel is up to date. I pressed next. And it gave me the screen where I had to accept the data sharing with Google what you want to send those diagnostic data. And I was like, why did Google wipe my phone? So I thought it wiped my phone, but it actually just gave me that setup. So I don't know why it even did that. Warren, did you see this? And what were your observations about QPR, the new QPR released?
0: That's really interesting. I didn't see such a thing on mine. However, I do want to mention here, though, that Google did something. If you guys remember how it used to be, for example, uh, when you uh, update, whether it's a security patch or an OS update, it takes forever, you know, the uh, optimization of the apps and all of that. So Google fixed that. Usually this will take like an hour or more, depending and I was so surprised, I almost fell out of my chair. Mine was done like in seven minutes. I started at like one eight or something like that. And by one fifty-five, it was done. And I couldn't believe it. I thought there was a mistake somewhere. But no, there was no mistake. And I also was reading on the subreddit, uh, Google subreddit. People were having the same Uh, Experience so Google has heard our cry about this long update process, whether it's a 2MB or whatever, it will still take you that long. And I'm so surprised that this was so quick and all of that. So I really like it. But the other thing that really confuses me, you know how it is that Google first released the QPR before releasing Android 14 uh, stable this year, and so we were still in the process of the qpr one and now here we are with qpr two beta one uh which is google kind of just leapfrog uh the uh the qpr one and started this which is supposed to have come in january so this year it seems like something is up with google uh, nothing is being kept up straight but i'm not complaining there are a lot of fixes on there we'll post a little link to it that people can read up on as to the things that got uh, fix, so things to be expecting when it uh, drops as a feature drop in March, because remember, this will be dropping in March, if you are not part of the program, then you'll be seeing that in March, the uh, first QPR feature drop will be in December. So Warren, now you know what it's like to be a Samsung user, you get your updates like you should. Yeah, John, I understand that. But then, you know, here's the the Samsung part, though. The Samsung part, yeah, the the download process is good. But then when it comes back, it takes forever to get back on. So Google has won it in both ways because uh, the download process is el quico. And then coming back, is not like long as the one that Samsung has. You know what I mean? So if Samsung has been waiting for this, yeah. If Samsung was I don't think I've this, had a should... Samsung
7: update take 7 minutes ever. Like it's usually 7 minutes or less like include download install restart everything.
0: Yeah, well I noticed my Samsung for example is not as quick as you know when the, the phone restarts uh to come back on the Samsung one takes longer than the Pixel one Yeah, does. that's true. It does yeah. it does yeah. take longer to reboot after. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So uh, if they, if this is what has been holding Samsung back You know where we give Samsung a little bit of a you know a bad time about it. Maybe now they can do uh, the A B partition, you know, uh, dual boot or whatever thing that they've been holding back on. And of course, Samsung's the big boy; they can choose to do whatever they want. No one can do anything about it. But uh, I'm glad to see that we now have what Samsung has. You know, quick uh, optimization. uh, I mean, download process optimization. And with Google, once. That's done coming back up. It's just El Quicker. So I like that. I was so surprised.
2: So last month, in the last one's update, they removed that uh, screen which we had demoed sometime back, where there were things like pixel updates, app updates, and all those things. They bought this thing back now. So what you need to do is once you update your phone's QPR, you need to click on Google Place service updates and you will get a new update that way. So whenever you update a QPR or whenever you install any security update, if you don't have a latest pixel or if you have some other brand's phone, you need to go to settings, security, and then you need to go and click on Google play services and update that because even that gets updates.
8: This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone.
3: And now we continue our Android Basics series on the Samsung One UI, and this is the 10th in that series, and today John is taking us through the display settings.
7: Hello. Today we're going to be continuing our way through Samsung's One UI settings. And what we're going to be covering today is the display settings. I'm going to be using my S23 Ultra, and I'm running One UI 6.0, which is Samsung's version of Android 14. And I just wanted to point out before I get started that these are very device-specific settings. So you may not have all of these settings in the display settings on your phone, depending on what it supports. I'm gonna go ahead and open it up. Open display settings.
9: Here it is. Display, navigate up, button. All
7: right, so at the very top, we have whether it's in light mode or dark mode.
9: Light, not selected, radio button.
7: Light is on the left.
9: Dark, selected, radio button.
7: Dark is on the right. I have mine set to dark. And under that,
9: Dark Mode Settings
7: are the settings for dark mode. So I'm going to open this up.
9: Dark Mode Settings. Navigate up, button. To schedule dark mode to turn on between sunset and sunrise, location needs to be turned on.
7: And what that's telling us is that if you're the type to keep location turned off, then that might mess up how the automatic. Dark mode works. I don't have mine on, but here's where you would turn it on.
9: Turn on is scheduled. To prevent interruptions, dark mode will wait until the screen is off before it turns on. Off, switch.
7: So that basically means while you're using your phone, it won't switch it from light mode to dark mode or vice versa. It'll wait till your screen's off. But I'm going to turn this on.
9: Dark mode settings. Navigate up, button. Dark mode will be automatically turned on at scheduled start time.
7: And now this is turned on. Here are the options we
9: have. Selected. Radio button. Sunset to sunrise. Not selected. Radio button. Custom schedule.
7: So you can have it be light mode during the day or and dark mode at night. Or you can customize it to whatever you want. So I'm going to back out of these settings.
9: Display. Dark mode settings.
7: Next we have. Brightness. This is self-explanatory. There's going to be a slider.
9: 100% brightness slider.
7: Of course. I have mine set to 100% pretty much all the time. Because I do have a little bit of vision. Obviously if you're completely blind you're probably going to want to turn this all the way down. Next we have.
9: Adaptive brightness off switch.
7: This is whether or not you want it to automatically adjust your brightness depending on your surroundings and how light it is in the room you're currently in or whether you're outside or inside.
9: Extra brightness. Increase the maximum brightness. This uses more battery. On, switch.
7: So I have this turned on and it does make the screen brighter. What I'm guessing this is, I'm not 100% sure, but... I think maybe it might just let your screen run at full brightness even when it's not in sunlight because these phones typically do get brighter when they are in the sun. So that's my guess what that does. Next we have
9: motion smoothness standard.
7: This is the refresh rate. I'm going to open it up.
9: Motion smoothness navigate up button.
7: Here are the two options we have.
9: Not selected. Radio button. Adaptive. Get smoother animations and scrolling by automatically adjusting your screen refresh rate up to 120 hertz. Selected. Radio button. Standard. Get longer battery life by automatically adjusting your screen refresh rate up to 60 hertz.
7: So basically, 60 hertz or 20 hertz. I always turn mine down to 60 because I can't tell a difference. And that saves battery. Some people will tell you that having a higher refresh rate makes your phone more responsive, but that's not the case. The refresh rate is a 100% visual thing. It doesn't affect the touch sampling rate of your screen. So if anything, your phone will be more responsive when it's set to 60 hertz because it's actually only doing half as much. I'm going to back out of here.
9: Display. Motion smoothness, standard.
7: Next we have...
9: Eye Comfort Shield.
7: Now this is a blue light filter.
9: Eye Comfort Shield. Navigate up, button. Keep your eyes comfortable by limiting blue light and using warmer colors. Using at night can make it easier to fall asleep.
7: So that's the definition of it. I have this turned off. I don't think it affects me at at all, personally.
9: Display. Eye Comfort Shield.
7: Next we have...
9: Off. Eye Comfort Shield. Switch. Screen Mode. Vivid.
7: Screen Mode. I'm going to open this.
9: Screen Mode. Navigate Up. Button.
7: You have two options.
9: Checked. Vivid. Natural.
7: Vivid or Natural, and this is, I guess, how punchy the colors are on your display. After this you have...
9: White Balance.
7: The option to adjust white balance,
9: 50% white balance, slider, advanced settings, button.
7: And then I won't go in here, but the advanced settings, if you want to adjust the RGB levels independent from each other, you can go in here and do that. So I'm going to back out of here.
9: Display, screen mode, vivid.
7: Next we have
9: font size and style.
7: Font size and style.
9: Font size and style. Navigate up, button. Font style, default.
7: You can choose the font here.
9: Bold font, off, switch.
7: You can choose whether it's bold or not.
9: Font size.
7: And then you can adjust the size.
9: Decrease font size, button.
7: There's a decrease button, a slider.
9: 29% font size, slider.
7: And an increase button. Increase
9: font size, button.
7: So you can use the buttons or adjust the slider. I'm gonna back out.
9: Display, font size and style.
7: Next we have, screen zoom. Screen zoom. And this is actually important.
9: Screen zoom, navigate up, button.
7: What it lets you adjust is.
9: Use the slider below to make items on your screen smaller or larger. To change the size of text, go to font size and style.
7: So this does not change the size of text, but it changes the overall size of items. So, for example, you can increase this and less will fit on your screen, so you'll have to do more scrolling, but the items will be larger and easier to find when exploring by touch. So if you like to explore by touch and you have a hard time Finding small buttons on the screen, then definitely you're going to want to increase this. And, you know, find what that balance is for you of what size you need items to be to make things work best for you. I keep mine pretty low because I don't like to have to scroll any more than I have to. I'm going to back out of here.
9: Display. Screen Zoom. Next, we have screen resolution HD plus 1544 x 720
7: resolution
9: screen resolution navigate up button.
7: So I have mine set to
9: HD plus 1544 x 720 selected radio button.
7: The lowest resolution possible because I can't tell a difference and it's better for battery. I have two other options here.
9: FHD+, 2316x1080, not selected, radio button. QHD+, 3088x1440, not selected, radio button.
7: So again, this is the amount of pixels that your screen displays and has to refresh. So if this... Does not affect, if you don't have enough vision to tell the difference between this, I recommend just turning it all the way down. Save yourself some battery. I'm going to back out.
9: Display. Screen resolution. HD+. 1544x720.
7: And next we have...
9: Full screen apps.
7: Now I won't go in here, but this is going to be a list of all the apps you have installed that want to use the full screen mode, which I think means... It's going to hide your navigation buttons if you have navigation buttons so you can go in here and toggle the switch for each app whether you want to allow that to happen or not next we have
9: camera cutout
7: camera cutout this is a similar thing you can adjust this for each app and what this will do is if you don't want to see the punch hole in your screen You can just have it set to basically put a black bar at the top of your phone so that you can't see that hole punch. It it basically just adds a bezel to the top of your phone and you can adjust it app by app.
9: Screen timeout, five minutes.
7: That's self explanatory. You know, it's how long your screen will stay on if you leave it on, assuming you're not playing some sort of video.
9: Easy mode.
7: Easy mode. I've not used this, but let's see what the description is. Easy
9: mode. Navigate up, button. Easy mode sets the screen zoom to large and the font size to medium so your home screen items and text will appear larger. It also changes to a longer touch and hold delay to prevent accidental actions and switches to a high contrast keyboard for better readability.
7: So... Basically, sounds like this is old person mode. <laughs> Back out.
9: Display. Easy mode.
7: Let's see what's next.
9: Edge panels.
7: Edge panels. Okay, there's a little bit. There's actually a lot in here. I'm going to open it up. I don't use them, but we'll look Edge at it. Edge panels.
9: Navigate up. Button. I'll turn them on. Edge panels. Off. Switch. On.
7: Okay, so now that it's on, let's see what we have here.
9: Panels, apps.
7: Panels. Apparently there's only one panel set up, the apps panel. I'm going to open this.
9: Panels, navigate up, button. Checked, apps, checkbox.
7: So I have apps enabled.
9: Apps edit, button.
7: And you can edit that. I'm assuming what apps are on that panel.
9: Not checked, live messages, checkbox. That's another
7: possible panel. Not
9: checked. People. Checkbox. Not checked. Smart Select. Checkbox. Not checked. Tasks. Checkbox. Not checked. Weather. Checkbox. Not checked. Tools. Checkbox. Not checked. Music. Checkbox. Not checked. Reminder. Checkbox. Not checked. Clipboard. Checkbox. Not checked, voice changer, checkbox.
7: So as you could see, those were all the different panels that you can have enabled on here. There's actually a lot you could do with it, but I just don't use it. I'm going to back out.
9: Edge panels, panels, apps.
7: And under panels we have... Handle. Where we can adjust the handle settings.
9: Handle, navigate up, button. Lock handle position, off, switch.
7: Whether or not you want it locked.
9: Style, heading. Not selected red.
7: This is basically not
9: selected orange.
7: What color you want it to be.
9: Transparency, heading.
7: Next we have the transparency slider.
9: 70% transparency, slider. Size, heading.
7: Then you can adjust the size.
9: 43% size, slider. Width, heading. 0%, Width, Slider, Vibration, Heading.
7: And then whether or not you want it to vibrate.
9: Vibrate when handle is touched, On, Switch.
7: And that's all the settings for the handle. I'm gonna back
9: out. Edge Panels, Handle.
7: Okay, I'm gonna turn this back off. Edge Panels,
9: On, Switch.
7: And then back out here.
9: Off, Display, Edge Panels.
7: Next we have
9: off edge panels, switch navigation bar, manage the home back and recent buttons are used gestures for more screen space. Let's go in here. Navigation bar, navigate up button.
7: So I have mine set to use gestures,
9: not selected radio button buttons.
7: So as you can see, buttons is not
9: selected. Selected radio button, swipe gestures, swipe up with two fingers from each area of the bottom of your phone to go back. Go to the home screen or view recent apps. You can also swipe up and hold with two fingers to use your device assistance app.
7: Now if that sounds weird, it's because that's not the default.
9: More options, button.
7: I'll go into more options to show you the difference.
9: Swipe gestures, navigate up, button.
7: Now these are the two types of gestures you can have on your Samsung phone. This is the default.
9: Not selected. Radio button. Swipe from sides and bottom. Swipe up with two fingers from the bottom of the screen to go to the home screen. If you swipe up and hold with two fingers, you can view your recent apps. To go back, swipe inward with two fingers from either side of the screen. To open your device assistance app, swipe inward with two fingers from one of the bottom corners. Swipe up from the bottom of the screen with two fingers to go to the home screen.
7: And then there's an alternative method, which is what I have enabled, which is
9: this. Selected, radio button, swipe from bottom, swipe up with two fingers from each area of the bottom of your phone to go back, go to the home screen, or view recent apps. You can also swipe up and hold with two fingers to use your device assistance app.
7: So basically, you would just swipe up from the bottom of the screen wherever the button you want to press would be. So swipe up from the center for home, swipe up from the left for back, if that's how you have the back button set, and swipe up from the right side of the bottom of the screen to do recents. The reason I do this is because of the swipe up and hold from the center for the assistant, because that's much easier for me to do with two fingers than trying to swipe up from the corner. And then after These settings we have
9: 33% gesture sensitivity slider,
7: the gesture sensitivity which you can adjust. So I'm going to back out of this section
9: navigation bar, more options button.
7: After more options, we have
9: gesture hints show where to swipe up for navigation gestures. You can also swipe left or right across the hints to switch between apps. Off switch.
7: So I have this turned off because I can't see it anyway.
9: Switch apps when hints hidden on switch.
7: This allows you to still swipe between apps, even when that's not showing. So if you don't know, if you put two fingers at the very bottom of your phone, where the buttons would be, and you swipe them to the right, that will go to the last app you were in. And then if you swipe it them back to the left, that will put you in the app you just were in. So it's just a quicker way to switch apps rather than bringing up the recent screen. Next we have...
9: Show button to hide keyboard. The button is only available in portrait mode. On, switch. Block gestures with S Pen. Prevent the S Pen from being used for navigation gestures. This helps when drawing or writing near the edges of the screen. Off, switch. Button order, header, heading.
7: And then you can adjust the button order.
9: Not selected, radio button, recents, home, back.
7: This is how Samsung has had it by default in the past. I don't know why, but they let you change it.
9: Selected, radio button, back, home, recents.
7: And that's how I have mine set. So I'm going to back out of these settings.
9: Display, navigation bar, manage the home, back, and recents buttons or use gestures for more screen space.
7: After this, we have...
9: Accidental touch protection. Protect your phone from accidental touches when it's in a dark place, such as a pocket or bag. Off, switch.
7: That's pretty self-explanatory. I've actually turned this off just because sometimes when my phone is in my pocket, Talkback starts talking about how it's protecting me (laughs) with accidental touch protection. And I don't want to hear that. If my phone's in my pocket, I want it to be quiet. So that's why I have this turned off.
9: Touch sensitivity. Increase the touch sensitivity of the screen for use with screen protectors. On. Switch.
7: That's self-explanatory as well. I don't know why I have this on. I don't use a screen protector. I'm going to turn it off. Off. Next.
9: Show charging information. Show battery level and estimated time until full when always on display is off or not shown. Off. Switch.
7: So, whether you want your phone to show its percentage while it's plugged in.
9: Screen saver.
7: And then last we have screen saver. i to go see what the screen options are. Screen
9: Navigate up, button. Selected, radio button, none. I have none selected. Not selected, radio button, colors. Not selected, radio button, photo table. Settings, button for photo table, disabled. Not selected, radio button, photo frame. Settings, button for photo frame, disabled. Not selected, radio button, photos.
7: So these are the options they let you have for screensaver. So basically it's like when, you, when your phone is charging and you're not using it, do you want something to be on the screen or not? So that's why I have this set to none. And that was the last setting in the display settings. So I'm going to kick this back to the
0: crew for further discussion. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, John. We appreciate that. And let's talk a little bit about this area, guys. I think probably one of my favorite things in this part of the display is that um, one has a lot of choices in here. You know, if you're a Samsung guy, you got the easy mode, which is, uh, I don't suggest that for those of us who are blind, but you have things like the eye shield, comfort, you have all kinds of stuff in here. So this is where you can even go to uh, do things like your, whether you like the uh, native gestures and things like that. I really like what Samsung has in here. They have a lot of things here in the display. Uh, what are some of the things that you guys like on here that you would like to comment um, on the things that John showed us?
3: Well, I don't use it very often, but when I first get my phone, I always use it to make it longer before the screen locks. Because I think that when can you first be very
0: get... annoying, isn't it? Like, yeah, when seconds. you first get
3: your phone, it's like thirty <laughs> seconds off. What I was only putting this down to have a drink or something or what just stop it so that's usually what i go in there for and um that's about it actually although i did i did learn something it when john was going through that the thing about um it showing you how much longer it would take to charge the battery and the, the battery information and I thought, oh, I wonder if I've got that switched on. I don't think I have. Maybe I'll switch it on. So thanks for that, John. That's very useful.
0: Yeah, I tell you, I used to hate when I started first on Android. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to type in something or I just put it down, like you said, uh, trying to do something for like a few seconds and the screen has shut off. And so I finally wise up, I put mine at five minutes, even though... <laughs> I'm advanced yeah, I did that. using Android, but I still have it like five minutes. Earlier on when I started, I had it on 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. I can you do 10 you minutes?
3: You could, can yeah, you, do you 10 can 10 have minutes? 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. I think it, there's yeah. even the 30 minutes. I don't remember. Maybe 10 is the max. Don't remember.
5: I think 10 is the max because I, I, yeah. I have mine on the max. And, I, and Yeah, 10 is the max at least, at least on my phone.
7: Exactly.
3: So I I have it on five, no, five minutes normally.
7: Same here. So I have a question for all of you. I guess most, just about all of us, are Samsung users here. Um, who uses, if anybody, edge panels? I always turn those off, but you can no. really do a lot with them. So I'm wondering if anybody well, actually I, uses them. I don't them. use the edge panels.
6: Use I'm turning them off.
0: <laughs> they can be very useful though if you learn to use them. Um, I tried. I played with them just for giggles, and I like the fact that I could add things that I want there. But then I turn it off. But uh, I can see its usefulness. And talking about edge panels, John, another thing that I like is you know you want to turn on that um, edge protection thing there uh, in the event that you know maybe if you put it in your pocket or put it in your purse, and then you know it comes on. For example, you want to turn that on so it uh, prevents accidental. You know, uh, turning on of your device. I so. turn oh, it. I turn
7: it off. I. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather something accidentally happen than it, it just off. talk while it's in my pocket because you know it's not going <laughs> to unlock. It won't think my leg is my fingerprint. You know. So I'm you know talk. whatever you want while you're in my pocket, just shut up. I I don't want you to be announcing yourself. While I'm doing something important.
1: And like I have the accidental touch turned on, but honestly, it is absolutely annoying, especially when you have a phone now with two screens. Because if it's in your pocket you're, and you have your um, have it set up where you can double tap your screen to turn on, your leg can actually be turning on your screen. I've had this <laughs> happen so many times. and it's like it, It's both a blessing and a curse to have the accidental touch because then you're not doing something that you don't want to be doing. But then if you aren't conscious of what direction you're putting your phone in your pocket, you're turning your screen on all the time accidentally. So it's, I love it, but I hate it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, mine is, uh, I don't have mine going on.
5: I don't have the screen or that external touch protection on, but I do use the edge panels. I have mine set up where if I open the edge panels, it opens the, that compass one.
0: Yeah, there you go. You got some usefulness out of it.
5: Yeah. And I just turned off the apps one. The compass one is the only one that I got.
0: Because
5: switching between them is a bit tricky.
8: This is the Spotlight segment. Stay tuned for premium interviews, device unboxing, and more. We now
0: move on to the spotlight segment, and we're talking with our friend Dipti Prasad from India with Novaflix. This is a platform intended for people with blindness or low vision to access movie content and things like that in a better way. And so we're delighted to have you on here, Dipti, uh, talking about Novaflix And would you tell us about yourself and then tell us about Novaflix?
10: Thank you so much for having me over, guys. So my name is, like you mentioned, Dipti Prasad. I am from India. And uh, I grew up in Dubai. My schooling, my education was uh, done in Dubai. My parents are back there. But I moved to India in 2009. And that's when I started to firstly explore the country because it was a very new setup, a new culture. Uh, It was uh, very different from the environment where I grew up. And I came across... One gap in the society, which was movies, movie industry in India is a huge industry. We have um, Bollywood is all. It's also called Bollywood, just like how you have the Hollywood movies. So there is a major culture of moviegoers. Among them, I noticed. One gap, which was our movies are dubbed in multiple languages because India is home to 26 languages. People reciting in India speak 26 languages, but not all movies are dubbed in all languages. And even the Hollywood movies that come to India, they are dubbed in Hindi and Tamil Telugu, the regional languages. But not all these languages are available in every single screening every single theatre and these language speaking people are all over the globe so that is what I noticed back in 2012 because I had a personal experience with my father wherein I forced him to go for a movie which was the language he was not comfortable in and uh, ultimately I disturbed a lot of people sitting around me both of us kept talking to each other because I was translating the movie for him
0: oh boy yeah
10: So when I came back to India, I noticed the movie was dubbed in Hindi and not available in Dubai. So that's when I felt that, no, there is a gap. If the movie is being dubbed, somebody is spending money on dubbing of the movie. Why aren't they releasing these dubbed versions all over? Because Hindi-speaking audience are all over the globe. And uh, I started working on the solution and ultimately came up with the solution, Excel Cinema. It's a mobile application which allows users to break language barriers, which allows users to watch their movie in their language. They have the freedom to choose the language that they want to listen that movie in. So they could be seated with others in the same movie hall, watching on the big screen, but listening to their own audio in their earphones using their own smartphone. And once we launched this in 2018, that's when some um, I felt that for visually impaired, I can add the audio description file on the same platform and give them access to the theaters. Because in India, we have um, we don't have the assistive listening devices like how you guys have it in the U.S. India is dependent on some NGO or some non-for-profit Person, you know, uh, individuals to organize these movie shows. And these shows are uh, done in a very small scale. It is not available in every single city or, you know, every part of the country. So by adding the audio description track on Excel Cinema, I made the entire Indian cinema industry accessible for the visually impaired. And uh, we were doing, we had good number of movies on the platform. But then we were all hit by the pandemic COVID-19 and locked in the house. Nobody is going to the movie halls. That again got me thinking that the OTT platforms have, uh, what is the content accessibility rate there? And it will be surprising for all of you to know that only 0.05% of Hindi cinema content is audio described. Where else India is known for rec- the world's 50% blind population is reciting in India. But there were not any solutions for the Indian cinema. So hence, I decided to come up with an OTT platform called NOBA Flix. NOBA stands for No Barrier. It's a subscription-based platform. Our subscription is in Indian rupees, 69 rupees for one month. 199 for six months and 349 for one year. Users can even request for sponsorship because the lot of Indians who still don't have an active source of income for themselves and they're still dependent on either some NGO or on their family or friends, but uh, I don't want to exclude them because they can't afford the platform fees. Hence, I have given them a request for sponsorship and somebody else can pay on behalf of this particular user and give them sponsorship of annual subscription plan. And we add content every week. Every week, two to three new movies, web series are added on the platform for their entertainment. So the content keeps increasing. Currently, in my library, we have over 300 movies in just a matter of five months of launch.
0: Fantastic, uh, Dipti. Now, talking about you know audio description and all of that, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I think this is where a lot of um, shortcoming is observed. I mean, even here in the States, for example, mm-hmm. it's not every movie. That has that one someone has to actively, you know, do such a thing. And I'm particularly glad to see that you've taken such an initiative to kind of go after something like this, because not everyone, you know, thinks about us. I always say, no one goes to the bed thinking about us <laughs> and things like that. We're always an afterthought. And so, to see you, uh, you know, stepping up to the plate and trying to do something of this uh, is uh, welcome. Uh, fresh air, so to speak, and I'm so thankful that you are uh, taking your time to do this thing. And now, let's talk, though, about the uh, global um, availability. This is something that is available not only to India, but Mm -hmm. also in other countries, and if so, what are some of the hurdles that you may be going through uh, making it available everywhere?
10: See, like I mentioned, India is home to world's 50% of blind population. So I want to focus first in India, get my user base. At least my, my challenge to myself is I want at least 1 million users on the platform within the first year of launch. Once I'm able to achieve that, I'll be able to convince my payment gateway companies, the banks, that they can allow me to accept payments from overseas because as a new entity, it is uh, not allowed for me to accept payments from overseas. It comes under some money laundering clause. Hence, uh, I have closed down the application from the Play Store itself that if any user who's outside India searches for the platform, they will not be able to log in or they'll not be able to find the platform. But the reason is not that I don't want them. I don't want overseas users. The reason is uh, mainly because my bank is not allowing me to accept the payments.
0: And that would lead to a lot of uh, bad ratings because, you know, they'll give you all kinds of uh, low rating because they're not able to get it, uh, to access it from their location. So I totally understand. So tell us then, uh, how does one go about, let's say someone is just, uh, someone is someone in India um, would there be a website that they would go to to get the APK, or how do they go about accessing uh, the installer for the app?
10: No, for if somebody is in India, they just have to search for Nobaflix on Play Store, and uh, they can install the application from Play Store itself.
0: Oh, I see. So it's it's just it's like one of those uh, like geo-locked apps, for example. So even if I have the URL and I go there, it will tell me something like it's not available in my country. Correct. Something like that. Good. That makes sense.
7: I have a question about the functionality of the app itself. So Mm
0: -hmm.
7: um, the previous service you were describing when you first started talking, it sounded like something you would take along with you to the theater and you'd play the audio description track while you're listening to the movie in the theater. Correct. And I'm wondering, is this, is NovaFlix the same thing where it's just the audio track or does this give you the audio description track and the movie track?
10: NovaFlix is like any other OTT. You will get the content with video as well as the audio, with audio description. So the only additional feature that you're getting on NovaFlix is every single movie, every single episode of any web series, all are with audio description. And the user has the freedom to choose whether they want to listen to only the audio, which means the audio of the movie as well as audio description, or they also want to watch the video. So play audio, play video, both the options are available.
7: Okay, cool. So you could even play it
0: with the screen off if you wanted to just listen to the audio? Yes. Okay, that's great. I think I like that approach because you know Mm -hmm. what? If someone has a low internet connectivity, I don't want to watch, you know, turn on the uh, video side of it since I'm not necessarily going to be uh, seeing what it is on the screen, but everything Mm -hmm. is being uh, described or I'm hearing the audio from both the uh, movie and audio description. I think it makes it for a good listening uh, pleasure because I then can just turn off the screen and listen to what the movie is all Correct. about. And I like there are that lot idea of low
10: vision There are a lot of low vision uh people who have a blur vision. It's not that they' are hundred percent blind, but they can see it's maybe a little blur, so they enjoy watching the video content because they want to see the costumes they want to see the location. Hence, the video option is for such people also who enjoy watching, like who have low vision and they want to watch the video.
2: So what is the payment procedure and how much is the Mm -hmm. payment? Should the person pay directly via Play Store or is there a different procedure for that?
10: No, so inside the app itself. Okay, so I'll tell you the steps of NovaFlix. So first, the user installs NovaFlix from Play Store. Once they have installed, they finish their mobile verification like any other platform. You create a profile using your profile photo, name, email address, location. And uh, then is the home screen where the list of content is available for the user to know what all movies NovaFlix is offering with audio description. When the user decides which movie they want to play and they they try to play the movie, there is a pop-up of a verification screen because this platform is restricted to visually impaired only. Hence, we do the verification for every user. The user has three options. Either they can uh, upload their disability certificate. So, the government of India gives out uh, ID cards, basically, for the people with disability. So, their disability certificate can be uploaded in the form of an image or a PDF. The other option is Get Reference. Under Get Reference, I have collaborated with 38-odd organizations who are already working for visually impaired in the country. So these organizations are basically doing their skill development, education, hostels where uh, people with low vision or blindness stay in them, stay with them. And uh, these organizations are helping me create awareness about the platform, also helping me verify the users. The third option is a verification code, which is given out by the organizations only, The our partners, basically, NovaFlex partners. Once the verification is completed, then the user has 12 free movies. These 12 free movies, they can enjoy, they can play how many other times they want, and uh, they can get used to the platform because the buttons are new, The you know the procedure. Basically, it's a brand new platform for them. Let them get the hang of it. And once they in- start enjoying the platform, they can go and subscribe to our premium content, and the subscription plans are listed like I mentioned earlier also, and they are listed on the app on our premium content and these payments can be done inside the platform itself, like on Novaflix. So there's no external payment mode that they have to use. It is all incorporated inside the platform.
2: so the twelve free movies is like a title, uh, like a trial. And then you join the premium pack. Correct. or Is there ex- extra content with the premium pack?
10: Yeah. So like I said, we have three over 300 movies and web series. So out of 300, only 12 are given out to them to experience because a lot of visually impaired don't even know what audio description is. So let them first learn how movies are made accessible, let them understand how movies are being audio described and what is it that NovaFlex is offering them.
0: Dipti, let's talk a little bit about something different and that has to do with the uh, development because so oftentimes we hear developers saying it's hard to develop for Android and all of that. What are some of the challenges that you ran into or that you encountered Uh, while developing this app, especially uh, making it accessible to blind people. Because when we talk about uh, apps for the blind or apps uh, being accessible for the blind, that's when all the problem comes in with developers who think that it's hard to develop for uh, screen readers. Were there any challenges that were posed to you um, during the process of creating this particular app? And how did you solve those problems?
10: it's I, i'm surprised who is being saying this to you because for any app developer they know that they have to label the buttons and that's all a visually impaired needs that if the buttons are labeled they can access the platform even the screen readers of course there are multiple screen readers but i'm talking about the basic one which is available in every single smartphone you turn on your accessibility feature and your phone is reading all the uh, all the apps and Basically reading out the labels for you, right? So if we take that little effort, any developer that matter has to take that little effort of labeling their buttons and it becomes accessible for all.
0: You know, I couldn't have pitched it any better than you have. And uh, frankly, uh, I would love for these developers to hear what you are saying because that's the problem that we often come across. You know, you want a particular app and it's not accessible and reach out to them and, oh, you know, we don't have the resources and all of that. As though, you know, just labeling so a so button, quieter. you know, makes oh it God. so resource <laughs> intensive. <laughs> you know, uh, All we want to do is, At least label for me, this button is to play or this button is to pause. This button is to uh, skip ahead or rewind or whatever the case may be. I don't think that we're asking for much, but it's often been an Achilles heel and you reach out to developers and sometimes that's what you hear. And I'm so glad to hear someone like you.
10: Whoever is it. saying this, it's difficult or they, they they need some expertise in this, tell them to do not give these kind of bullshit reasons and keep their laziness aside. <laughs> All they have to do is just write down the name, the label, the buttons. That's it. It's Thank you. It's like not
0: I love your uh, your I love your passion. <laughs> now, only if we could have like half people have half of the passion that you have uh, towards accessibility, frankly, there will be hardly any app that we need that wouldn't be accessible. So, I'm so thankful that you are able to talk about these things and uh <laughs> you know basically reaching out to other developers out there uh get off your you know what and do the right thing <laughs> i love it
10: no i wish to see inclusivity that's what i stand for i want to see inclusivity not just in the entertainment industry but also in every single sector of the society the education has to be inclusive. The the work space has to be inclusive. It has to be inclusive for all. Only then we as a country or we as a society are on a good path or, you know, going on a good developing path.
0: Amen and amen to that. And this has been absolutely beautiful.
10: So is there any
2: updates to the app or is there any like projects or changes in the pipeline that we can expect?
10: Absolutely. So um, I've just updated my new version yesterday morning, the um, NovaFlix version 2. In that, we have made some uh, UI changes. We have uh, made, basically, we had earlier, we had a partner, NovaFlix partner application separate. Now we have incorporated the partner features also in the same platform, NovaFlix user app. And uh, the next one I'm trying and hoping that I can launch, the iOS version of NovaFlix because currently NovaFlix is available only on Android. So that was the first thing I I launched the platform for Android because I wanted the Android users to feel glad and happy that there's something available for them which is not Thank available you. for the iOS. Thank you.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you and i would even say hey hold off the uh fruit know, that ios is, that one till next two years
1: uh, that is one reason, uh, is one reason
2: uh, <laughs> uh because of which i suggested your name to the podcast exactly. so what is this yeah, what is this <laughs> <fix partner> App? <laughs>
10: NovaFlix Partner app basically has its very simple app. It's used by all the organizations, like I mentioned, who are working for the visually impaired so that uh, they can keep a track of the users that they have approved or verified. They can give out verification code through the app, and they can even sponsor visually impaired through the app. So that's basically one pager. It's not a very heavy or nothing um, major on the app. It's just used for verification. So my plans, like I was mentioning, iOS is what I want to launch as soon as possible now because it's almost ready. We're just under the testing, um, trying to test the beta version. And after the iOS is launched, I want to start with the regional language content also. Because Hindi being the big major language in India, there are also more small language pockets, and every single pocket has visually impaired, so I want to make content accessible for them in their own language. So Tamil, Telugu, Punjabi, Marathi, all these small language pockets, they have their own content, and these will be audio described and will be hosted on NovaFlix. And then we can start with the TV version, and hopefully in this uh, journey, I may open my platform for overseas users also.
2: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Are you planning mm-hmm. to bring the app to uh, all overseas users?
10: Like I said, I have. I don't have to do any changes. I just have to do two clicks on the app store, on the Play Store. That is, it has to be available. But the Challenge comes, I can make it available, but I can only offer you the 12 free movies. But because visually impaired, they notice, oh, there are so many new movies. There are other content, premium content. I want to buy subscription. But you can't buy subscription because my my, uh, bank is not allowing me to accept the payments. It's not something that, you know, Nobaflix is holding against the overseas users. I will be, of course, very happy and, you know, I'll be even my users will be happier that it's an international uh, platform, but the challenge is uh, coming with the payment gateway.
6: So here I've got a question. You know, you said it's uh, specific to Indian market, but you know there are some people doing all the reverse engineering and uh, making the app working in other countries. How are you going to fight against it, like piracy and stuff?
10: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i just see because again like um, i see the payment that i'm asking for firstly no novaflix is a not for profit it comes under no barrier foundation the subscription amount that i'm asking for on the platform is helping us create more content accessible and give back to the society give back to the same community so if you're going to steal from your own brothers and sisters and the way we have our library well-organized, barely
6: any money. It's not the first time (laughs) that it's happening. I mean, uh, Mm. there are some services or uh, apps for it blind, and we steal from uh, our future doing this Mm. uh, cracking and stuff. So Mm. uh, that's what I wanted to say.
0: So let me say this. Now, Mm. if you are out there listening to us, the whole idea of NovaFlex is to, benefit uh, blind people and if anyone does crack this you are hurting the other blind person out there Uh, so it doesn't make sense so if you guys out there uh, please be supportive and you're not even you guys are not even asking much and the most important thing is that whatever that you get from this goes back into the society. So this is different. It's not like me say I have an app that I made and then, you know, I'm asking you for little payments, which goes to my own pocket for my own use, but your benefits or whatever profits that you get or little amounts you get is something that gets thrown back into helping the blind society. So It just makes sense that no one messes up with this at all in in any circumstance.
10: So if I tell you the cost for making one audio description, one movie audio description, the production houses or prime video, I can quote the figures that the prime, uh, you know, Amazon Prime is charging. It's six lakhs plus GST. GST is the taxes in India. Yeah, And so I have that's over large. 300 movies. So, you know, the users or the listeners can now start calculating six lakhs into 300 would be a lot of money that I have put in Nobaflix with my own pocket from my own pocket. And I'm expecting that I should see. I'm not, you know, I'll not be always here, be available. Right. To make the audio description. I want the community to support buy subscription or sponsor each other because you guys know the situation of or the life journey of another visually impaired person rather than me as a sighted trying to explain this to you. Exactly. The money is going to make more and more audio description and the platform will be run and sustainable for the community. So it's an entire ecosystem which is helping, which is providing entertainment to visually impaired so I'll be equally happy to make my platform international and uh, give access to everyone because, you know, that's the reason why I have made the platform, right? To make your life entertaining. So
0: exactly. it's Being nothing honest.
10: personal. It's just the you know rules and regulation that I have to follow as a company if I want to function in India. But what I can request from every single listener of this podcast, you guys, if you can sponsor the visually impaired on the platform would be very helpful because India has a huge number of visually impaired who do not have an active source of income for themselves. They are struggling for their medical care, but there are a lot of companies who are taking care of such things. But when it comes about entertainment, nobody really gives it a thought that even entertainment is a basic right of livelihood. Of every single human. And for a life of a visually impaired, it is very boring if you don't have any source of entertainment for yourself, which you can independently enjoy. And it's an independent experience. You're not dependent on anybody.
0: Exactly. And most especially uh, where some of our brethren don't have a, a way of going out to do things, uh, one could at least uh, have some entertainment in their home. And uh, So to me, that totally makes a whole lot of sense.
3: I have a question, which is you, you mentioned ages ago about a, f- a profile photo. And I wondered, Is does everyone have to provide one? Because for me, mm. that might be a barrier.
10: No, it's not a mandatory. See, on my oh, profile, okay. when, when anybody is creating their profile on NovaFlix, on the yeah. name is also not a mandatory field. But it helps us identify the user sometimes if they are sending us feedback messages. It's nice to have their name so that we can yeah. address them that's the only yeah, reason that, yeah. even the profile photo is an optional thing your email address is an optional thing none of these feature none of these fields are mandatory for any user uh,
3: it it sounds amazing actually this platform mm-hmm. and i was wondering also it, it's it's probably um a very basic question but when i'm sometimes i'll be i mean in the uk we've got quite a lot of stuff that's audio described on netflix mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i speak english so i'm very lucky in that there is quite a lot of content um will it will the app remember where you got up to like if somebody rang me up in the middle of watching a program or something
10: yeah. yes or, so or do I have so to is...
3: find or do I have to find it again?
10: No 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 the app is intelligent enough to pause as soon as your call will start ringing. The mm-hmm. app will give you a security notification in case if you are turning on your camera or any recording app in your phone. Hmm. Just in case, if you are up to fishy activities, you might want to record the content, right? So the app is intelligent enough to know that there is some recording uh app that is doing an external recording on the platform. So we stop at that. We stop. Oh, at is, is that
3: because of the pho- the microphone? Correct. Coming on, yeah. I see. Yeah. So you you want to stop that? Um, yeah And what if I close? I mean, obviously, I wouldn't be using it right now because at the moment it's not in the UK. But what if I could use it? And what if I closed the app? and open it again next week will it still remember where I got up to
10: yes so we have like our content is 300 movies and web series mm-hmm. are divided yeah. by genre so we have the first section is our recent release which is every week what all new movies are being released on the platform will be our new releases then we have the free section, and then we have continue watching section. So, suppose if yeah. you watched a movie thirty percent and you decided to close it, you came back maybe next day, another day. You watched something new because there was a new content release, and you got excited over that. So you can go back because the continue section will have all the content that you have played, and you have not completed at least ninety percent of that content.
3: Oh, that's great! So you can you can you don't even have to go through all the different movies. You can just find it there. Straight
0: away. Oh, that sounds really good. <laughs> now, here. let's talk about a couple of things that came across my mind. And uh, the first one has to do with uh, when we have new OS updates, for example, mm-hmm. because that's sometimes where uh, an existing app, maybe developers, not in tune with uh, what's going on and then uh, it fails. Like, for example, you know, we're up to Android 14. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what P- API does um, uh, NovaFlix, uh, does it support Android 14 uh, in the event that someone gets Android 14 and they have it, or would it just be compatible?
10: No, so we are supporting Android 14 as well. We learned about a few new bugs yesterday. Like, we, uh, like I mentioned, we had a new update y- yesterday morning and a couple of users did have few glitches with Android 14 and we resolved those they were immediately resolved.
0: Wonderful. Now, my next question, and probably my last, would be, you know, we are now in the age of uh, uh, wearables and all of that. Is there Mm -hmm. any plan? I know this is kind of maybe far-fetched, but Mm -hmm. one of the problems that we have on uh, Wear OS is the fact that one does not have a lot of uh, apps on it. Would you be looking into creating or making it compatible like a Wear OS version so that most especially if all I'm going to be doing, mm. if I want to just listen to the audio and I have my headset on and mm. I have my Watch uh, Wear OS watch, I could just uh, log on to Nova Flix and enjoy movies while I'm doing dishes mm. in the kitchen or something silly like that?
10: Sure, we can consider. I never gave it a thought, but that was a good suggestion from you. And I'll definitely consider it. You make that happen.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Because I, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the drawbacks on Wear OS because we don't have a lot of apps on there and it's kind of makes it mm-hmm. a little bit boring. But mm-hmm. when uh, developers consider this, I think it becomes a place to go to. Thank you so much.
3: Does this app work with Chromecast at the moment? Not yet. No. Okay. But in
10: future, yes. So okay. like I mentioned, my plan is iOS. In my pipeline, yeah. then there's regional content, the multi-language mm. basically, more languages, maybe English language content also. And then yeah. will be the option of uh, casting it on TV or the TV version.
3: Yeah, because I, I cause they're two different things, aren't they? Mm. T- a TV version where you totally get it on the TV or just a cut, you know, sent to Chromecast, that's a different thing again. And I just wondered if you'd... Yeah, because I think that would be quite a good... So especially, you know, if you're partially sighted, mm. um, it's a much bigger screen. Then you know. yeah. Thank you.
0: Now, uh, Dipty, tell us how people can reach you. Is there a website they can also go to, and things like that? Of course, they can reach you via the uh, app itself. But is there another way people can reach you? For example, yeah. should someone want to contact you? Yeah. So
10: our website is www dot nobaflix spells n o b a f l i x dot com.
0: Thank you so much, and would you be willing to come back again? I always ask our guests to see if they'll come back again in the event that there's something new or maybe some big updates and all of that, and come back and talk about it. Uh, would I have a little promise from uh, Dipu that we'll reach out to you and then you come back again?
10: Absolutely. Of course, you have my word. Whenever you okay, reach yeah. out, I will definitely come back. I had a blast today.
0: Good, I would so, want to enjoy this again. <laughs> at least we're not going to wait till my next birthday uh, before you come <laughs> back. on. <laughs> so now, though, I think it was a good thing you waited till my birthday. So uh, that's my birthday present. Thank you for coming on to sharing with us. Uh, you. Uh, we appreciate you coming on talking about Nova Flex today. We are so thankful you came It was
7: on. nice meeting you. I'm glad you came on.
10: I had pleasure meeting all of you. And yeah, wishing you a very happy birthday it. once again.
0: Thank you.
8: Coming up next, our app of the week, in which we show you how to use the app and review its accessibility. You can submit your recording for this segment Email it to us at contactus at blindandroidusers.com.
6: Our app of the week this week, Warren demonstrates the app Radio G. It's a great radio app, it's pretty accessible. And let's go deep dive into details. Hi,
0: Warren here for Blind Android Users Podcast. And for episode 154, App of the Week, this is demonstrating an app called Radio G. That's R-A-D-I-O space letter G as in go. Now, I'm particularly interested in this app because it allows the ability to record. And that's one of the perks for me when I'm looking for a radio app. Now, another beauty about this also is the fact that you could add your own radio stations or you could suggest radio stations that could be added. Before showing you around on the app, I would like to mention here in passing that Most of the buttons are not labeled, and thus TalkBack is doing the heavy lifting. And however, the good news is that these buttons so far that I've found that are not labeled and TalkBack doing the labeling, you can actually manually label those things to say exactly what you want them to say. And now let's get to demonstrating the app. I am on my home screen and will navigate my way to the app icon. And let's get started. Radio G. Here is Radio G, and I'll tap to activate.
11: Radio G. Allow Radio G to send you notifications. Allow, button, out of pager.
0: The first thing we heard is as to whether or not we would like Radio G to send us notifications or not. Now, I'm notorious for not letting apps sending me notifications, and you can choose to allow it to send you notifications. For this demonstration, though, I'm going to tap on I don't want you to send me any notifications. Don't allow button. Therefore, I'm tapping on don't allow. Radio G. Stations. There we are. We are now in the menu UI of the app. And the first thing we heard is radio stations. Now, I would like to mention here in passing that at the bottom, we encounter four tabs. Starting from the bottom left, the first tab we encounter is Stations, and I think that's the one that's highlighted by default. Here's what I'm talking about, starting from the bottom left and going toward the right.
11: Stations tab selected one of four in list four items.
0: We are told the Stations tab is selected one of four. Moving to the right. Favorites tab two of four. The next tab we come across is the Favorites. That is, if you favorite any station, it will be right here in the Favorites tab. Next to the right of that, History, tab 3 of 4. History, and that will have to do with the history of the stations that you've listened to. You will find them here in the History tab when it is activated. The last tab on the right here, however, will be Settings, tab 4 of 4. Settings, and that's the last one here. Now, let's go ahead though and see if there are any other things on the top. I'll be starting from the top left and then going right. Stations out of list. I put my finger near the top left corner and it simply says stations out of list. Moving my finger to the right, and if you're a swiper, just swipe. Add free version, button. It says, ad-free version, that is, if I wanted it to be uh, ad-free, that is, I want to remove ads. Uh, By default, this is the free version, and so it is ad-supported. However, if you want to remove the ads, you can choose to get the ad-free version. We'll take a look and see as to how much it costs to remove those ads. Next button going right. SLEEP MODE BUTTON. We come across a sleep mode. So, for example, if you're listening to a radio station at nighttime and you are not sure if you're going to be falling asleep or something to that effect, you could choose to say, hey, you know, in an hour, turn it off or whatever. Next, the last button on the top right will be... Search button will be the search, and that explains what it is. You could tap here and search for a particular genre or a particular radio station or a particular country, whatever, and get to what you're looking for. Let's go ahead, though, and tap on that ad-free to see how much it would cost in the event that you would like to remove ads. I'll now find and tap on ad-free version.
11: Ad-free version button.
0: I'll tap. Google Play Store.
11: Progress bar. Google Play.
0: Tapping on that ad-free takes us to the Play Store so we can buy the app. I'll put my finger. Usually, the pop-up is found toward the bottom. Or you could start from the middle and just explore downward.
11: Ad-free app version.
0: There we go. In the middle toward the bottom, half of the phone, we are told. Ad-free version. And I'm moving down. Radio
11: G Online Radio and Recorder.
0: I'm moving down. 99 cents. Ah, uh, So it's 99 cents, basically just a dollar if you want to get it. Uh, however, I will suggest that you play with the free version to be sure this is something that you actually really like before spending your dollar on it. And I'll now go back to the menu UI.
11: Radio G, add free version, button
0: takes me back to that add free version button now the next item i want to look at is the last item on the right and that's the last tab and that's the settings let's go ahead and tap on settings settings tab four of four enlist four items here is settings and i'll tap to activate
11: settings selected
0: I am now in the settings. Let's take some time now and go through the settings, see what items we have here, if uh, things we could turn on or things we could turn off.
11: Dark theme, switch, off, out of list.
0: So we're told that dark theme is switched off. If you want to turn it into uh, the dark theme mode instead of the light theme, you tap on this one to activate it. And it seems like this is not behind a paywall. I'm going to tap here to activate dark mode on all right now moving down
11: autoplay last radio station on start switch off
0: the next item we come across is to auto play the station that you are listening to when you start the app and it's totally up to you by default though this is off next let's move on down auto pause when headset is unplugged switch on that one is on by default in the event that you are using a headset. And when you unplug the headset, it will pass the station. Next. Keep screen on. Switch off. Keep screen on. And that by default is switched off. I'm not turning it on. Next. Show records in bottom menu. Switch off. We come across an interesting Feature here says show records at the bottom. So by default, this is turned off. Now, if I tap on this, my guess is that it's going to place a tab at the bottom of uh, the phone alongside with the other four tabs as records or something to that effect. I'll go ahead and turn this on and we'll see if I'm correct in my thinking that this is going to be a tab added to the bottom tabs. So I'll tap here to activate that it should place records at the bottom of the phone.
11: Allow Radio G to send you notifications. Allow button.
0: Tapping on that is asking me whether or not I should allow it to send me notifications. And again, I'm going to say no. I don't know if that's going to uh, deactivate that adding that tab to the bottom row or not. Don't allow button. But I'll tap on do not allow anyhow.
11: Radio G. Settings.
0: Alright, let's see if that thing is turned on.
11: Show records in bottom menu. Switch on. There we go. It is still turned on. And next. Create a new recording file for each song. Switch off.
0: And you could choose to create a new recording for each file in the event. That maybe something different that you're recording. Maybe I'm recording a show and it's a new show or whatever. I could create a new file for that. It's totally up to you. At least we have that customization and you can choose as to how you want to proceed with this. Next.
11: Save recordings to the system music folder. Switch off.
0: And here we find it saying that whether we should save the recordings to the music system folder. In other words, it seems like it will be saving your recordings in the apps directory. That's how I understand it. So you could choose here and then choose where you want to save your recordings to. In other words, if you turn this on, then you'll be choosing for a different folder on your system that you would like to save your recordings to. Next
11: The entries are saved inside the app and will be deleted when you uninstall it.
0: That explains it. So it confirms what I was thinking. It'll be saving within the app itself. And should you remove the app, all those recordings also will be deleted. So if you feel that you're going to be saving your files for some later listening in the event that you uninstall the app or anything like that, you're probably better off checking that checkbox or turning on that switch above and simply choose a different folder that you would like it to save your recordings to, maybe like in your music folder or creating a folder within your music folder called Radio G and just storing those things in there. Next. Country, United States. And here we're told country, United States, by default. Of course, if this is not your country, you want to make another country to be your default, I suppose you could tap here and go choose that country to be the one that it starts up on. Next. Language, English. We come across language selection. And of course, if you tap here, I'm sure you'll be able to choose the language that you would like to use for the interface of the app. Next. Records. Records. So I'm thinking that if you tap here, you'll be seeing all that you've recorded so far. So it will be like if I have recorded something and I want to see what I've recorded, then I'll tap here to see the items that I've recorded. Next. Alarms. Next, we come across alarms. So if you want to choose a radio station to be an alarm for you, this is where you're going to find that. Let's move on to the next item, and we come across... Statistics. Statistics, and that's the one that you could tap on to see the stats and all of that. I'm not interested in stats, so let's move on. Equalizer. We come across equalizer. How you want it to sound like, you can boost up some of the mids and highs and all of that. It's totally up to you.
11: Next. Add radio station.
0: We come across Add Radio Station. So, for example, if you're interested in a particular radio station and it's not found on here on the app, as long as you know the URL to that uh, particular radio station, you could add it here. You tap here and follow the instructions and add the desired radio station that you would like to add. Next. Share App. We come across Share App. You could tap here to share the app. Next. Leave feedback. We come across leave feedback. In other words, you could go in here and report any problems that you have found. Next. Privacy policy. We come across the privacy policy. And that indeed seems to be the last item. Because if I move my finger down,
11: history, tab three of five, my finger list, lands me
0: on the tab. So. I'm going to tap back on the stations, that's the item on the bottom left. Stations, tab, one of five. Let's go ahead and tap. Radio
11: G. Stations, tab, selected,
0: one of five, in list, five items. There we go on the stations tab. Now, because of copyright issues and things like that, uh, I will not be allowing the sound to go through in the demonstration. For example, if I want to find a station here and then show you how it plays, and let's see if we could find where to record and all of that. So I'm going to be muting that so you're not going to be hearing it play in this demonstration. Let's uh, put our finger down and see what we find, starting from the top.
11: Local tab. Selected, one of five.
0: That's the first tab on the top left, and we have local, and that by default is selected. And so these are like the genres. So if I move my finger to the right. Global, tab, two of five. There's global, that means you're looking across the world. Next tab. Genres, tab, three of five. We come across genres, so if you're into music, maybe one, want all this, or country, or rock, or hip-hop, or pop, or whatever it is, you tap here and choose the category that you would like to listen uh, to music from. Next, moving right. Countries, tab, four of five. We come across countries, so if you tap here, you could choose the different countries that you want to listen to radio stations from. And the last tab on the right will be... Languages, tab, five of five languages. You go in here and choose a language that you want to use for the UI of this particular app. I'll move my finger down though and see what some of the sessions that we come across. Radio Paradise
11: 320k 156,799 English California Eclectic Free Internet Non-Commercial Paradise
0: Radio Enlist wow and so you see an example so i'm going to tap on this one just for giggles So when i tapped on it it started playing and of course i'm cutting this out radio paradise 320k trentemuller
11: candy tongue out of list
0: so when you tap on a radio station for example uh, toward the bottom, just above those uh, tabs, like the favorites and all of that, you see the name of the radio station and what is playing. And then to the right of it, BTN Copy Station button. There's a copy station, and to the right, detected
11: icon play button.
0: Then there's a play button, and that would be the last button there. Now, I want to mention here in passing that if you tap on the name of the station, which is found there toward the bottom above the uh, tabs, it will take us to a full page where it gives us more information and more controls. So now I'll tap on the name of the station, in this case, Radio Paradise. Radio
11: Paradise, 320K, Trentemuller, Candy Tongue.
0: And now I'll tap on Radio Paradise.
11: Radio G, Navigate Up, Button.
0: So we're told, navigate up. That's the top button on the top left there is highlighted. And moving to the right. Add alarm button. Let's add alarm if you want to make this to be your alarm station. And one more button to the top right. Share button. is the share button. Now moving our way down toward the bottom of the phone. Detected. Text. warm radio. Com. Button. And we have a button here that says what it said. Ivy country icon. Button. And it says uh, uh, country icon, so that's the country it's playing from. Of course, I'm on the US by default, moving my finger down. Radio
11: Paradise 320K.
0: And it tells us it's playing at 320K BPS.
11: 320 kilobits per second, English. All right, moving down. Trentemuller, Candy Tongue.
0: It says the name of uh, whatever the uh, music is, moving down.
11: BTN Copy Station, Button.
0: We come across that coffee station and to the right of it. Detected.
11: Text, one estrel. Oldie. One ounge. Slider, 53%.
0: And what I noticed with the slider is that it's not that you're going to be changing if you increase the slider, you're going to be changing or moving the uh, song to another um, song or anything like that. However, the slider seems to be controlling the volume. So if you don't want to use your volume keys on your phone, you could use this to adjust the volume. I'm not playing this because I know it's going to be getting in the recording, and Google is very particular about striking down for copyright material. Next, moving down.
11: Detected. Icon. Play. Button.
0: We got play. And, of course, we're not seeing the record button because it's not playing. And if it's not playing, you're not going to find a record button. But to the right of that. Detected. Icon. Star. Text.
11: John. Button. The star to the right. Detected. Icon. Like. Button.
0: And you can like the station. I'm going to tap on the play. And then I will show you the record button. Detected. Icon.
11: Play. Button.
0: And as you hear, it says detected, meaning that TalkBack is doing the heavy lifting. So, for example, if I want to change this label and just call it play or whatever, so it's not saying detected, you could just invoke the TalkBack menu. And, for example, if I just tap with three fingers. TalkBack menu.
11: Add label. in list. And there's
0: Add Label there. I could tap there to go Add Label to it.
11: Radio G. BTN Play Pause. Button out of list.
0: Now I'm going to tap there. So I want to mention here in passing that as soon as I tap on the play, then to the left of the play button is the record, or it'll say microphone. And you could change that by... Activating the talkback menu on it and choosing the label and give it the um label of record slash pause or record slash stop or whatever you want to call it. But once it's not playing, that button is not showing. And I can't show you that because I don't want that copyrighted thing getting in the way. So that's how it works, though. Uh, you kind of have an idea of how it works. Go ahead and give it a spin. And if you find it to be something you would like to keep, then you could buy it for 99 cents. And that's Radio G.
6: Well, thank you so much, Warren. Uh, when I heard that you're going to demonstrate the app, I also installed it. And it's so well, wow, there are a lot of radio stations from Turkey. I was amazed. Wow, it's amazing, though. Now I think I'm going to try to listen some listen
0: to some. uh, Now I think I'm going to try to listen to some Turkish uh, station. Then now that you've talked about it, what I like about these online radio stations is that one is able to listen to radio stations from different uh, different parts of the world, and I think that's a beautiful thing. So I'll be listening to uh, maybe some uh, radio station out of Samsung City.
2: And remember Turkey next next (laughs) Thursday. Thanksgiving, USA.
0: Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I'm going to be eating you up, uh, Sally. (laughs) Good.
8: Nice. Oh, boy. (laughs) Coming up next is the tip of the week. Stay tuned for tips, tricks, and more about Android. And now let's move to
4: the tip of the week. Well, as far as I know, this week uh, Warren was so excited while he was recording because it contains some sort of revenge. So let's give it to Warren. And it's the tip of the week about the custom notifications in Telegram.
0: Hi, for episode 154 tip of the week, This is demonstrating how to use a customized notification sound for a given contact within your Telegram. A little over 10 months ago, John demonstrated how to block someone on Telegram and he used me as his guinea pig and I've been holding that grudge against John now for quite a spell and so today I'll be demonstrating how to add a customized notification for a given individual and I'm calling this one Knuckle-headed John. The first thing you want to do is to be sure that you have opened up a conversation between you and the person that you would like to assign a customized notification for. I have opened up a conversation between John and I, and now what we need to do as a second step is to tap on More Options found near the top right. I'll now tap on More Options. More Options button. Here is. More options. Tab. Pop-up window. Mute. The first thing we heard is mute. We're not muting John, although I could decide to do that, but that's not the crux of the matter. What I want to do is assign him that knuckle-headed John notification sound. So we tab here on mute. Back. We are now on a button that says Back. And that's found near the top left corner. Now, if you're someone who likes swiping, you need to swipe three times to get to where it says Custom or Customize. I'll show you what I'm talking about. So if you're swiping, just go ahead and swipe. Disable sound. You swipe again. Mute for. We hear Mute for. So if you tap here, you could choose hey, Mute John for X amount of hours or permanently. Mute, John. But that's not what we're after. We're after the customize. So here's what we're looking for. Customize. Customize. We tap. And what we're looking for on this page is an item that's nestled between vibrate and stories. And what we're looking for here is an item called sound. I'll now put my finger down and tap on sound. Sound. Here is sound. We tap. John Dyer, Notification Sound, out of list. We're now on a page that says John Dyer Notification Sound, and here are several radio buttons that you could choose from. But however, we have created our own, and I created mine. I just called it Knuckleheaded John. I recorded it, actually. And I placed it in my Notification Sound or my Notification Folder, But it's not going to be seen among the radio buttons here that we can see on this page. Radio button. Banjo. Not checked. So what we want to do is tap on Upload Sound. And that's found near the top across the screen. Or about an inch from the very top. We'll find that Upload Sound. Upload Sound. Three of 64. Upload Sound. That's what we're after. We go ahead and tap.
11: Telegram. Internal Storage. Browse your file system, enlist, three items.
0: Attach media. Here we are told uh, we could browse our system and or below that you could also go to the Telegram uh, folder if you have saved a sound there in the Telegram folder. Telegram, browse the apps folder. But mine is not there. So I'm going to tap on the one that says browse my system. Internal storage. Browse your file system. There we go. So I tap
11: recent show roots button out of list.
0: And here you could tap on show roots, but by default it places you in the recents. And of course my file that I'm after is sitting here in the recent. And I'm gonna put my finger. Knuckleheaded
11: down. John.mp3 213pm 62.49 kilobytes mp3 audio.
0: There's a knuckle-john-headed uh, file. What you want to do is long press it. One selected. We're told that one is selected, basically one file selected. And now, near the top right, you're going to find something that says select. Select button. There we go. There's a select. We tap. Telegram, internal storage, browse your file system, enlist, three items. And we're back to where we could browse our system again. And this time though, I'm gonna go back. John Dyer,
11: upload sound three of sixty-four in list sixty-four items.
0: And now we need to scroll down and find radio the button one that says alpha not checked. Knucklehead John.
11: Ra- radio button glitter not checked. We got a glitter. Ra- radio radio button prism not checked.
0: Oop, I went too far. Let's scroll back up.
11: Radio, radio button. Masterpiece. Not checked. Let's scroll back up. Radio button. Guitar. Not checked. Too far radio up. button. Knuckleheaded John. Not checked.
0: Here is knuckleheaded John. And all I need to do now is simply tap on that to make it my notification for when I get messages from John. i tap here. Knuckleheaded John. There we go. You heard knuckleheaded John. And that's it. We've got John set to knuckleheaded John. And that's how you go about assigning a customized notification to a given contact from within your telegram. Thank you, Karen, for introducing me there. Well, I was kind of a little bit uh, vengeful with John. You guys remember John blocked me Uh, from telegram so I was just kind of giving it back to him a little bit that's all (laughs) oh that reminds
1: me I need to unblock you (laughs) okay you two fight nice don't be fighting like you're married
0: (laughs) you could be nice oh boy yeah Uh, I think John and I are being nice to each other
8: This is Warren's most liked segment in which you can share how you got started with Android, the problems you had along the way, and much more. If you don't know what to say, we'll help you along the way. All right, and for our next segment,
7: Warren's favorite segment, we're going to have Android Journey, and Joshua is joining us this week. So I'll hand it over to you, Warren.
0: Thank you so much. Of course, I'm always excited like a kid in a candy store during Christmas or whatever. Uh, and here we are looking forward to talking with Joshua. Joshua, we're so excited you joined us today to talk about the Android journey story. You can see that I'm all perked up because this is my favorite segment. Boy, you're going to take us down memory lane, talk about the times uh, you felt like throwing Android out or whatever. Uh, I know you still have a little bit of a fruit veil out there, but then. Uh, Tell us about your Android journey story, Joshua, when you got started and all of that. And uh, thank you for agreeing to come on and talk about it because uh, these journeys help people elsewhere. Take us through, Joshua.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me. So, gosh, my Android journey started in, I guess at the end of 2021, I got a samsung s20 and i switched switched from iphone to samsung and yeah i liked it
0: what was it that led you to trying Android? Because, you know, sometimes a lot of people, especially in our blind community, you know, you have the uh, iPhone, the Fruitvale phone, and, you know, we believe that's all you need. Uh, Were you just curious or you just wanted to try something new? Or was it someone told you about Android and then you said, hey, I'm going to try that thing and see what it is? Or what was it that actually made you try that Galaxy S20?
5: So back in the summer of 2020, back when, you know, we were all locked Locked
0: down. down. Yeah.
5: I was (laughs) on YouTube and I was just curious. So I looked up and I think I looked up whatever the latest Pixel phone was at the time. And I just put accessibility after it. And a video came up showing all the accessibility features on the phone. And then eventually I found out about blind Android users on the podcast.
6: Joshua, I've I've got a question. Is the curiosity killed the cat, or are you happy now?
5: Yes, curiosity killed the cat, I guess. (laughs) So
7: is this S20 been your... Only Android phone that you've ever used? Have you ever uh, played around with any others prior to getting this or since? Have you ever tried a Pixel or anything like that?
5: Uh, I One of my uncles had a S20 Ultra, and it was on Android 10, so this was back when you had Voice Assistant, and I asked him to go into the accessibility settings and turn on voice assistant and he actually did it and then i was kind of played around just a little bit with it i didn't do a whole lot but just kind of get the idea of what it would what it what it was like then when at the end of 2021 when we were all my family was all getting new phones i uh you know had to try and convince my mom that uh android was accessible so i told her about uh talkback and stuff and then she got me her phone which was which is this s20 and yeah
7: so, are you in an iPhone family? Where was your whole family getting new iPhones, and you were like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do that."
5: Now, my sister is an iPhone user. My mom's a Samsung user. I'm a Samsung user now, and yeah.
7: Okay my my entire family are iPhone users. Like my parents, my wife's parents, everybody. So I'm
0: <laughs> I'm the odd man out well, around here.
6: I'm happy to say that my old family is an Android.
0: That's like mine, you know, um here in the states a lot of people use uh, the Fruitvale. My family's the exception and I'm so proud of it, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> none of us use that stuff.
7: Actually, I take back I my so my son because he doesn't have a choice, uses a Samsung tablet. So <laughs> I got him invested early.
0: No, oh, Got it. That's my who man. Knows
7: what, who knows what he's going to start asking for when he gets exactly. older. Exactly. Yeah. So get him for used now, to this, gun. Least, he won't look yeah. back.
0: <laughs> nice strategy, my man. <laughs> Catch him young. Catch him young. That's it. <laughs>
5: He'll probably ask you for like your Z45 or something.
0: Yeah, no kidding. So, Joshua, I'm glad you're enjoying your Android journey story because you're one of those that's active on our Telegram group. And, you know, you solve problems there, you know, answering questions and things like that. So that tells me that you have actually gotten yourself very used to the Android way of doing things. And we're so thankful to have you on there and most especially coming on here to talk about your Android journey story. And, uh, you know, from time to time, you know, we like people to come back on. And so if we wanted to come back on, just come in as a guest, uh, listener, guest, uh, speaker, something like that. Uh, would you be willing to come back again, Joshua? Yeah, sure.
1: Oh, good. Good. Okay. Well, I have one last question for you, Josh. Yes. Confused screen reader or talkback? Oh, Both. no. Oh, Both. no. don't (laughs) thank you boy (laughs) both
5: i use talkback primarily but i use csr sometimes so the way i have my shortcuts set up is i have the uh press volume and power to for talkback and then the hold both volume keys for csr so i use I use both. whenever.
7: That's how I have my shortcuts also.
5: Yeah.
0: So, but
7: CSR uh, awesome.
4: Joshua, which is better and more
0: responsive? <laughs> I knew the Lebanese bell was yeah. going to throw this in there. Uh, and that's why I didn't want the CSR thing brought in in the first place. But <laughs> Joshua, be gracious, just tell her the truth.
5: So CSR is more responsive and you got all your Different sound themes and all your extensions and tools and all that stuff that I really voice-over like. I mean, you
0: don't use the voiceover sound theme. What? You use the voiceover sound theme, sir. Josh, don't use no. the voiceover sound theme. Okay, no, good. I don't. Because the <laughs> that will like, that will actually you know the make me run away to, from you.
5: Old voice assistant theme, or that's what the theme name is anyway. I don't know how true that is, but it—the theme name is—I think it's like voice assistant original or something. And yeah, that's the one that I like. But I have—I have a whole bunch of sound themes installed that I can switch to at whatever, whenever I want. And all the auto-click functions and stuff, and regular functions—I've created a bunch of auto-click functions for. Different things, and yeah, CSR is awesome.
0: Well, again, thank you so much for coming on to talk about this ender journey story. And if you're listening to Joshua out there and you haven't had the opportunity to come on and talk about your ender journey story, we do encourage you to come on and talk about it. As you can see, uh, Joshua, we're friendly here, right? We didn't put you off, yeah, did we? You're... Yeah, we have so some fun. So yeah, if
5: you wanna. So yeah, come they,
6: on, they, around our journey yeah. and Jerry, and there's one thing I want to say. Uh just yeah. also thank you so much for uh, sending us uh, your favorite apps to accessible Android. You, you're doing it regularly, and really, really appreciate it.
7: And also, Joshua has done a demo of an app for us, and we just want to remind the listeners: we love getting app submissions from you to demo apps. We'll either include it in an episode if we approve of it, or uh, you know, save it for our next app bonanza.
0: All good things must end. Thus, it's carton drawing time, bringing us to the close of this week's episode. Coming up, though, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And with that, we come to the end of this week's episode. Again, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And up next, Austin is going to tell you information on how to get hold of us. Austin?
2: To contact us, you can send an email to us at blindandroidusers.com. You can join our mailing list by sending an email to blindandroidusers plus subscribe at groups.io. You can join our Telegram, Facebook, Discord, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. The links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the YouTube channel. And also the links are in the website's panel of the YouTube channels.
0: And that's it from me, guys. It's bye, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Would, th- would that be after the Thanksgiving? Yep. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Who celebrates? (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Those of you that celebrate Thanksgiving here in the U.S.
1: Later, guys.
2: Bye. Bye.
6: Goodbye.
4: Goodbye.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week.